0: Welcome to Build With Hari Rao, a podcast by Get Ready Ministry. Let's receive today's word. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Saturday night live prophetic service. I'm uh, excited to greet you and welcome you to our service today. We're going to have a precious and a beautiful time learning the word of the Lord and growing and together together. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I appreciate a group of people that make time for the word of the Lord. I appreciate a group of people that prioritize the words of the Lord Jesus. So I am excited to see all of you. Ah, Let's start with the word of prayer and we'll get right into the word today. Father, we thank you for such lavish grace that covers us. Thank you for incredible mercies that covers us, Lord. On our own merit, we deserve none of these, uh, none of none of these acts of goodness and kindness. And yet you have lavished us, decorated us with immense grace and mercy. We are thankful. Tonight, anoint the preaching of the word. Anoint the hearts and the ears that will pay attention. Give them a listening ear. Give them a heart that understands and perceives. Today, let there be a reintroduction of who they are today. Let there be a, a level of understanding that will come to them that will reintroduce who they are. Father, we thank you for grace. We love you so much. In the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Uh, we are excited. We are getting into the book of Revelation, and and uh, eventually will start studying and learning about the seven churches I have been enjoying the way the Lord has been ministering to me in the last few months I have I have close to 20 years of history of hearing the Lord and, and building our life and ministry around the voice of God I was only 16 when I got saved and shortly I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and and I started hearing the Lord very soon. So almost for 20 years now, I have had a history of hearing the Lord from the Word, through visions, through audible instructions and voices from Him. So, but I am enjoying this season of how the Lord has been speaking to me. So I'm excited to bring this new level of grace to you. I'm excited to bring this uh, new understanding to you. When the Lord speaks to someone, everything around that individual benefits, provided we are able to honor and receive that vessel. So we thank God for this special grace. So as I was preparing to meet you guys i had i i was first taken into a vision and uh, and then i heard the most interesting voice an uh, interesting statement from the lord the lord made a statement and then as the statement came to me i was taken into a vision to see that statement in action um, i heard the most interesting statement I heard the Lord say, it's time for you to decolonize your mind from the thoughts of the enemy. Okay, let me let me say that one more time. It is time to decolonize your mind from the thoughts of the enemy. What happens is, so as I heard that statement, I was taken into a vision where I saw a picture of of our brains, of our mind. And I saw a seed drop into that mind. And as soon as the the thought made contact with the mind, it began to grow very aggressively. It began to multiply and flourish and take root very aggressively. Yeah. And in a matter of few days, the entire brain was covered with that thought. It was very interesting. And, and I heard the Lord say, your mind is like a field. It was designed to receive seed and multiply and grow it. And it does not distinguish between good seed and bad seed. Whatever seed you give to your mind, it is tasked with the responsibility of developing it and growing it and multiplying it so your mind is a very very powerful aspect of who you are so your mind when you feed your whatever you feed your mind it's like it's like the the field of agriculture right you put good seed in that soil it's going to give you trees that bear fruit trees that bear you vegetables, plants that give you healthy, nutritious fruits and vegetables, right? But the same field can also supply life and nutrition to weeds, to things that are not productive. So you can't blame the soil for growing the weed because the soil is only designed to process, develop and multiply what is given to it. So, and, and as I was preparing to bring you this topic on your identity of being a king and a priest, this is how the Lord introduced it to me and he gave me a task. Today, by the grace of God, we are going to uproot every demonic seed Every inferior seed that has been planted in your mind and heart about your identity, about who you are, we're going to uproot those bad seeds and develop your mind to receive the seed of God's word, to receive accurate understanding of who you are and who God made you to be. So child of God, can I... Reintroduce you to yourself But not from the perspective of your parents Not from the perspective of your romantic relationships Not from the perspective of your school teachers And and colleagues and managers and bosses But from the perspective of who God has made you to be Today I'm gonna learn a a new me. Uh, Can you type it out for me? Today I will learn a new me. It's so important because what has happened is we have allowed life. We have allowed our family background. We have allowed our nationality. We have allowed almost everything else to inform our identity than the God who made us. One more time, let me say that. We have allowed everything else, every reality, every circumstance to shape and mold our identity except God. So today, we are going to change that. Amen? Yeah. Today, I will learn a new me. Ah, I feel good about it. (laughs) It is important. It's important. It is important. It's important you ask yourself the question, how do I derive my identity? Oh, where do I derive my identity from? Yeah, How do I derive my identity? What is the source of my identity? From whence comes, from where, how do I come to the conclusion, this is who I am? You know if you're in in church long enough you have uh, learned how to say I'm a child of God I'm a child of God I'm a child of God and you stop and ask the average believer what does it mean to be a child of God you're going to find the answer to that question it varies so much some very mature and some very very juvenile so what does it look like? What does it mean to be a child of God? So we thank God for grace. Go with me to the book of Revelation. We'll read two verses. Chapter 1. The book of Revelation, chapter 1. Verse 6. Let's start at um, a few verses before. Let's start at verse 5. Actually, let's start at verse (laughs) 4. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you, and uh, and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from jesus christ the faithful witness the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth so there are kings on the earth and above them there's a ruler who is the lord jesus christ so the Lord Jesus rules over the kings of the earth It's an important thing for you to notice So there could be many kingdoms And many kings at work on the earth But there is one that rules above them Which is the Lord Jesus Christ So so we live in a world That has many kingdoms and many kings But we belong to the ruler Of all these kings It's important It's important It's important Okay And made us Okay Kings on the earth To him who loves us And has freed us From our sins By his blood To him who loves us And has freed us From our sins By his blood And made us Made us Made us made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Depending on the version you are reading, it will either read, He has made us kings and priests, or you will read, you will read, He has made them a kingdom of priests or a kingdom, comma and priests unto God. Um uh, within without without getting into too many of details we have preached about this extensively about two years ago there is a series that i taught about a year and a half almost two years ago called the kingdom of priests it goes into some detail so i want to encourage you to go and listen to that series it'll help you form a perspective but today i just want to give you a little bit okay just a few highlights from that series it's a depending on what kind of theological background you come from depending on what kind of a church you come from and what kind of a family you were raised in it is quite possible that you have never been taught this understanding of who a believer is yeah it is quite possible that the language i'm about to use is quite alien to you it's possible it's possible okay but please i as we go into this i want you to have an open mind about what i am teaching you i want you to understand the heart of god concerning who you are in fact i'm giving you a a little sneak peek of what I'm about to teach in Vancouver next month. But you guys are blessed, you are diligent students. So Vancouver is coming to you. (laughs) Um, For the longest time, we have believed in a gospel that is all about making it to heaven. Hmm? It's all about the, the gospel of salvation which helps us go to heaven, which is true, important, and powerful, but it is not the full gospel. It is not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not just about you making it to heaven. While it is important, while it is glorious, we, 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 we don't get the full picture of what it is. That God is trying to achieve through salvation. Yeah, it's important that you catch this. What if a 16 year old kid like me got saved? Now, does he wait till he's 96 to die to go to heaven? And then this message becomes relevant to me. Well, you know, it, it makes sense if you preach the gospel to a dying 85 year old, 86 year old Accept Jesus Christ And you'll go to heaven ah, You know the 85 year old What do I have to lose huh? What do I have to lose I'll just take Jesus and I'll go to heaven I'll spend uh, eternity in heaven but to a young man, to a young woman, if you preach to them, accept Jesus and you'll go to heaven. While it's glorious and beautiful, they're like, "I'm only nineteen. I'm only twenty. I am not. I'm not going to heaven." So you you would have heard sermons that would have said, "If you die tomorrow, where would you go?" Right. So the whole presentation of the gospel was about where you will spend eternity. And it is a very, very powerful question. We need to preach it. It is an important message. I am not discarding that message. But please, can I reframe salvation for us? Because if the whole point, please, if the whole agenda was just to get people to heaven, If the whole message was just to get human beings to be in heaven, why did God make man on the earth? He could have made us in heaven and kept us in heaven. If the point was that he needed us to be in heaven, we would have been made in heaven. Like how the angels are in the realms of the spirit, right? They're closer to God. No, but God when he wanted to make man He came to earth He took the dirt, the soil of earth And breathed into his nostrils God didn't need Adam in heaven God needed Adam on the earth Because the agenda, the assignment, the function Had to be on the earth Hey If God so wanted to be in, he would have made you in heaven, oh He, if he wanted us just singing songs to him in heaven In absolute adoration of him all the time Then he would have just made us in heaven and kept us in heaven But I think God had other plans God had other desires for man yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was God's desire That Adam becomes the visible image of the invisible God Are you with me? It was in Adam that the creator of the universe became visible because unto Adam was given the image and the likeness of God and then came a mandate from God be fruitful and multiply and have dominion Ish, are you guys with me? because as a young man I'll be honest with you see I can't sing oh I love to worship the Lord but I can't sing so when the preacher told us, Oh, we're going to spend eternity singing. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to hear myself sing for the rest of eternity, and I don't even like my voice so much. <laughs> huh? Huh? Where are all the brothers and sisters who are not gifted with a beautiful voice? You know, as a 16 year old, it was very hard for me to comprehend that reality. So, God's agenda. Is that through Adam, we have to start with Adam, right? Through Adam, Adam became the image of God on the earth. Adam became the extension of God on the earth. Through Adam, God ruled. Through Adam, God reigned. Through Adam, God managed the earth Lord Jesus help us so Adam became the image the visible representation of this invisible God and through Adam through Adam and Eve it's important I should include both Lord help us God wanted to manage this realm of creation. So Adam was an, am- am, for the lack of a better term, was an amphibious being. He could interact with the spiritual, and he could interact with the natural. He could, he could, he was relevant in two realms. He was relevant. He was efficient in two realities. Both in the invisible and the visible. Because the way God made him, he had two, two parts to him. He was, he was formed. He was, he was formed by the dirt of the earth outside of Eden, by the soil. And the breath of God. One part of him is from this physical dust, from this dimension, from this world. And the other part of him is the part of God, is the, is the breath of God that came from the very lungs and the nostrils of God. So one part of his, his, is from the dust of the earth. And the other part of him is the divine breath of God. And he became a hybrid. Hey. He became a hybrid, relevant in the invisible world and relevant in the visible world He could interact with both He could talk to God and then go pet a lion He could have a deep conversation with God He could have deep intimacy, friendship He could understand the mind of God When God spoke, he understood God he, he was capable of understanding the God language. He was able to decipher God Himself. When, when God spoke, hai, when God spoke, he understood God. He understood the God DNA. He understood the God language. It was not as though there was a problem. In translation, it was not like God was speaking a language and Adam could not understand God. So he was relevant in two worlds, in two realms. He could speak to God. He could relate with God. He could understand God. He could walk with God. What a privilege, what a privilege. He could walk with God and hear the footsteps of God in a garden and then he could walk away from that God and go talk, uh, Mm -hmm. name animals, have a nice fruit, sit down by the river, have a conversation with Eve. Adam was made from two dimensions and was relevant in two dimensions. Angels paid attention to Adam. Animals paid attention. Oh God, this man could not be ignored. Did you hear what I said? Angels admired Adam. You didn't hear what I I said? Angels admired Adam. As glorious as they were, as powerful as they were, but to Adam was given the right to imitate and duplicate the image of So, you, child of God, you were made for this purpose. To be relevant in two worlds. To be relevant in two dimensions. To be able to interact in this natural world. And to interact in the world of God. Somebody is thinking, I'm talking about Adam. Eh? But I'm not talking about Adam. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. You were made for two worlds. You were made for two dimensions. You were made for this. Ah, Thank you, Lord. I don't know if you can feel it, but there is such a heavy presence of the Lord today. There is such a heavy grace of God because with or without your knowledge, today you are trans being transformed in your inner parts. You will not know it, but you will function differently from today. You will speak differently from today. When you engage with God, there's going to be a different kind of confidence. When you engage with this world, there's going to be a different kind of confidence because you are not just some worm. You are not just some sinner. You are a son made to reflect this God. Okay. Let me slow down. I want to give you two quick words and definitions and we'll move on. Okay. Thank God for grace. So Adam was made as a reflection of God. An accurate reflection of God. Okay. So one of the things God was Given to Adam is to reflect this invisible God. Second, he was meant to, one more time, represent God. Let me break this down. He was meant to represent God, <laughs> he was meant to reflect God. So when people saw Adam, he, they got an idea of who this God is. And then God also gave him the, the joy, the duty, the pleasure, the honor, the burden of representing, representing, re to present this God to creation. Who isn't that incredible? He was given the task of representing. Huh? Today, when we talk of representation, it's such a casual word, you know, like, for example, they they, ha- they hire brand ambassadors, they hire brand managers, so suddenly you will see a, a Shah Khan or one of these celebrities, a Virat Kohli, or one of these guys endorse a brand right? They're supposed to be spokespeople for this brand but Adam was not that kind of a representation. No, 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 no. God took all of his image and put it in a man and says, go and reintroduce me to creation. Reintroduce me to this dimension. So Adam was tasked to reintroduce Present God Yeah To To introduce God Now some of you Are still thinking I'm talking about Adam No 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 child. I'm not talking about Adam I'm talking about You So Adam was Called to reflect God You know It is possible You reflect God And not necessarily Be given the assignment Of representing Him huh? There are many things That uh, that can reflect god but they don't necessarily represent god to us in 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 a certain way in an official capacity and fi- so to reflect to represent and finally to rule on behalf of god to rule so we became the arm of god We became the arm of God that is stretched out on the earth and we rule on behalf of God. Some people will call this the dominion mandate. The mandate, ooh, the mandate to colonize the earth with the goodness of God. (sighs) And I know these terms called colonizing have a very, very dark history, have, have very dark uh, experiences, especially for people in Africa, Americas and India, because we have, und- we have experienced a very dark reality because of colonization. But what scripture talks about dominion is very different. It is not this this grab for power, it's not this grab for wealth. it's not... Huh? it's not. In the natural world, when somebody when a country is colonized, the colonizer needs the colony.. <laughs> huh? They need their money, they need their people, they need their resources, they need their pepper and their salt and their fruits and what else, right? So in the natural world, when there is a colonizer and a colony, the colonizer needs the colony. But in the realms of God, when God sends you to have dominion, You don't need them. They need you. You are the one bringing the goodness. You are the one that is bringing the liberty. You are the one that's bringing the goods. You are the one that's bringing the money. You are the one. You you carry the goodness of God. So God's rule is not to extract. God's rule is to give. It's important that we understand this difference. Because some people will will take what I'm saying and, and then they will make inaccurate assumptions about what I'm saying. But imagine this God who has sent you to represent this God with limitless supply, limitless love, limitless goodness, limitless justice, limitless order. And he's saying, I am authorizing you To be the ambassador of me. To be the ambassador of my kingdom. And I want you to go and rule on my behalf. It's important. It's important. So there were three functions given to Adam. To reflect, to represent and to rule. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. But I'm not talking about Adam. I'm talking about you, huh? because everything that applied to Adam applies to you. If I had to, you see, some of you know we all have this question, right? Huh? Adam sinned, but I didn't sin, right? Think about this. Every child of God at some point, listen, God, I didn't eat that fruit. I don't even know how that fruit taste (laughs) you know i didn't touch that that tree i didn't partake from the fruit but why am i bearing the consequences of what adam did because the way god does things when adam sinned everything in adam sinned Mm -hmm. so when god made adam a ruler He made everything that came out of him a ruler. (laughs) So when Adam sinned, everything that was in Adam sinned. When God made Adam a ruler, everything in Adam was a ruler. When God made Adam the image of God, everything in Adam was the image of God. You see, whatever leaves God is God you didn't hear what i just said whatever comes out of god is god nothing that proceeds from god is lesser than god oh god and us if god speaks it's not words that are coming out god is coming out <laughs> did i did you catch what i just said i said when god speaks words are not coming out God is coming out and that's why scripture says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so we think when, when we speak oh God today is so good you better prepare a good offering to the Lord today huh? when you think when Hari speaks uh, words are coming out no 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 no, no. when Hari speaks it's not words that are coming out. Hurry is coming out. Who God has made me and who I have managed to steward and develop and and, and and bring into the custody of God's Spirit. When I speak, ah it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> ah, Lord Jesus, help us today today. So when I see you, the way you talk, huh, you don't have to convince me this is not you. Because out of the abundance of the heart does the mouth speaks. There's a part of you that is that has this, that is why you're speaking it. There's a part of you that has this joke, that is why you're making that joke. There's a part of you that speaks dishonorably because there is dishonor somewhere located inside of you. Going back, so when God made Adam a ruler, he made everything in Adam a ruler. When God made Adam the image of God, everything that proceeded out of him should have carried the image of God. Mm. Lord Jesus, help us. So when Adam was deceived by the serpent and when he sinned oh God help us oh Jesus help us. not only when Adam sinned when Adam sinned when Adam sinned not only did dead not only did death enter him but he compromised listen to me carefully he compromised his own authority and he compromised his own assignment. So when Adam sinned, he, he shared his authority with another. In this case was serpent, the Satan, the Lucifer that worked through the serpent. Huh? Please, this is important you catch what I'm saying. Who you obey. Listen to me carefully. Who you obey, who you follow, you have given a part of you to them, saying, Please rule over this part of my life. Huh? Please listen, listen, listen to me. Who you submit to. Submission invites authority. Submission. Invites rulership. You cannot submit if you do not want. (laughs) Ah, You guys are not ready for this. Why is it called submission? Because you are submitting to a mission. You are submitting to an assignment. So as long as Adam and Eve were submitting to the words of God, to the instructions of God, they became the extension. They became the extension of that mission. They became the extension of that grace. They became the extension of that will and that commandment. But the minute they listened to the serpent and followed the instructions of the serpent, followed the instructions of the the, the deception of the serpent, a part of them was outsourced. So now the serpent is piggybacking Uh, Now the serpent has a part of Adam Because he was successful In leading Adam to sin So Adam compromised his own assignment Adam compromised his own authority Adam compromised his own God-given image from the Lord So now... The serpent can also have a say In how Adam colonizes the earth How Adam procreates How Adam uh, uh, spreads the image of God But now it is not just the image of God It is now Adam's image That is being spread I don't know I don't know if this is making sense to anybody But I hope At least one person catches me. Satan had no authority on the earth. Satan had no business in how the earth was to function. And if this doesn't make you mad, Satan, Lucifer, earth was not given to him. The earth was given to Adam. My God, the earth was given to you and to me and to the sons of men. Oh, and yet you see, Satan has a habit of showing up in places uninvited. Oh, God, help us. Listen, 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 listen. The devil doesn't come where he is invited. He doesn't, oh God, help me Lord Jesus. He is not part of conversation. None of you willingly go and talk to Lucifer. None of you willingly go speak with Satan. None of you say, Satan, what is your opinion about health? What is your opinion about marriage? What is your opinion about my pastor, my spiritual father? No, no, no. Have you ever noticed that he interjects himself into every important conversation He puts himself in every location God called the meeting for the sons of God And Satan also came there He was not invited over but he came there Hear me today So when Adam sinned, he compromised his own authority and he gave, he gave a portion, if not all, of his authority. But you see, the deal, huh? the deal that Adam had with uh, the arrangement was that God will still remain hidden, but Adam will be visible. Correct. Adam was not sent with a task. Listen to me carefully now. (laughs) Adam was not sent with the task of making pictures of God. He was not sent with the task of creating idols of God he was not sent to the task saying go find me the biggest rock and you have had fellowship with me you have encountered me now i'm sending you to take the biggest rock and make an image out of my rock he said no 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 no, no, no. i don't want you to make an image of me i don't want you to make a picture of me adam you are the picture you don't have to make a picture. You are the picture. Are you catching what I'm saying? God didn't ask Adam to go make an idol. He didn't ask him to go make an image. He didn't ask him to say, Go make a picture of me. You have seen me and recreate this beauty. No, 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 no. Adam, you are the image. You are the image of God. You don't have to make an idol. So God chose to remain hidden but visible through Adam. Now he sins. Huh? He sins. Just because Adam sinned It did not give Satan permission to become visible on the earth. So Satan still had to be hidden. He didn't, that did not give him permission to become corporeal, to become tangible, visible, touchable. No, 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 no. So now, Adam is carrying out different agendas. On one side, there's a part of him that carries out the agendas of God. That's why in every generation, no matter how perverse a generation, there will always be a man or a woman that carries the DNA of God. On the other side, Adam is also carrying out the agenda of the serpent. He becomes the extension of every sin and foul thing that happens on the earth. So in every generation, there are people that are extensions of the kingdom of darkness. Not that they signed up voluntarily or involuntarily, they are carrying out the agenda of the enemy. So we see this battle of DNAs, the battle of the seed, the battle of whose image is being duplicated on the earth. Ah uh, lord jesus help us Are you guys getting something out of this Are you learning Oh my god I am I am just introducing this subject and it's already over an hour I can't believe it's an hour huh? These are my introductory comments This is just <laughs> This is just my introduction to this subject I don't know what we are going to do now mm. Can you pay attention for a little while longer? So now Adam, instead of representing God, instead of reflecting God, instead of ruling on behalf of God, a part of him now is reflecting an inferior DNA, an inferior culture, an inferior image. And he's serving an inferior Assignment. And this is why the earth was given to Adam. The earth was given to the sons of men. In order, oh, I like this part. In order, in order for God to reclaim the earth and to redeem the earth. The reclaiming and the redemption of the earth could not be done by God as God. Because <laughs> this is not and now a matter of power. It is now a matter of protocol. Because God is all powerful. He could have snapped a finger and redid all of this. But God also honors his own word, honors his own principles. So he realized, I see what Satan has done. I see what Lucifer is doing. He is now, he is now using man to project and fulfill his own Agendas. Now, if I have to redeem the earth, if I have to reclaim the earth, if I have to repurchase the earth, God cannot redeem the earth as God. That is why God had to become the Son of Man. The Son of God has to become a Son of Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had to bear in him. The image of Adam, but not fulfill anything that the image of Adam was requiring from him. You see, when, when Adam sinned, Adam gave himself over to the proclivities of the flesh, to proclivities of sin. He, Adam was subject and submitted to all kinds of temptations. So God realized, as, as God, I can resist these things. As, as the, as the holy one, I can resist all these things. So the son of God became the son of man, put on him the flesh. And as a man, I, as a man, as a man, as a man, defeated, huh? Not that he was not divine. He was divine. He was divine. You see, you see, I have to I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something, I have to teach you something. Jesus was fully God and fully man. Huh? Please listen to me. Listen to me. Jesus was fully God and fully man. But when he submitted the flesh, he didn't do it as God. When he overpowered Every sin And temptation And disease He didn't do it as God Because to do it as God Would be too easy But what he did Was as a fully man A man Man, man That is subject to all kinds of temptation All kinds of trials As a man that is sus- that, that could be hungry As a man that could be thirsty As a man that needed sleep sometimes. That kind of man, he showed us that when a man that is fully yielded to God, fully submitted to God, fully surrendered to God, fully under the control of God, can function like God. Hey, He said, listen, listen, Satan, I'm not going to defeat you. I'm not going to defeat you as God. You know what? I'm not even going to defeat you as an angel because you are an angel and I could send one of my other angels to defeat because there are angels that are far greater in power than Satan. Lucifer was not the strongest angel that rebelled. There are angels that are much, much mightier than Satan. Okay. He says, I'm not going to defeat you as God. I'm not going to defeat you by sending an angel. But I'm going to defeat you as a man. So God put on man. Yeah, that's a statement. A man fully under the control of God can function like God. Ah, You should tweet that. Ah, Today you are being spoiled. I'm telling you, after today, your mind is being recolonized by the word of God. Your mind is being recolonized by the reality of God. So listen, so as a man, the Lord Jesus Christ, the divine offspring of God, defeated sin because it was sin. was sin that compromised Adam's authority sin became the bridge for Satan to have control for Satan to have dominion for Satan to have influence and since Adam every man every woman every child has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God Now, ooh. (laughs) I'm happy. That verse, when we have read, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Fallen short of the glory of God. I have always interpreted that verse as how terrible we have been. Hmm? How terrible human beings have functioned but this is my personal interpretation please theologians may not agree don't pick up stones to throw uh, uh throw at me but can i give you a different perspective when adam sin for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god i think A possible interpretation is this, that there was the glory of God that was given to Adam to function like the representation of God, to function as the reflection of God. There was a glory that was given to Adam, but when he sinned, he fell from that glory. He fell from that dimension of grace. He fell from carrying such a grace and such a weight on his life, such a magnified presence of God. And then every generation has fallen short of the glory of God, which means that it was within the capacity of Adam to not fall short of that glory of God. Hey, you didn't catch what I just said. It was within Adam's grace and reach to walk worthy of the glory of God. Because if he was not walking in that glory, how could then the scripture say that he has fallen short of the glory of God, worthy of the praise of God, worthy of the glory of God? He fell short. But there was a time Adam was not falling short of that glory Hmm? We're going somewhere today I am reintroducing you to you Uh, Let me show you one verse It's going to blow your mind Hmm. Go with me to the book of John Hmm. John 17 John 17 Oh you're going to like this haven't we simplified salvation we made it about going to heaven but look at how good this God is John chapter 17 verse 22 Ooh, I like this I like this I like this let's start at 17 verse 20 Hmm? I do not ask for these only but also for those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Now watch verse, verse 22, verse 22, verse 22, verse 22. That the glory, eesh, that the glory that you have given me, I have given them, that they may be one as even we are one. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. In Adam, We lost a certain glory when he sinned We lost a certain stature We lost a certain authority For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory Fallen short, removed from glory Not worthy of glory Having no capacity for that glory Even in their trying, they cannot attain to that glory The glory, they lost a glory of God, but in Christ, listen to what your Savior is saying about you. Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying about those who follow Him. The glory, the glory, the glory that you have given me. Hey, This is not just the glory God gave to Adam. This is the glory that God has given to the only begotten son. The glory that was given to Jesus. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them. So Adam lost the glory. And in Jesus, this glory of God has been restored to man, has been restored to the church, has been restored. Hey, it's given to you. You didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You didn't strive for it. You didn't fast for it. You didn't pray for it. You didn't give money for it. It is given to you on the account of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is given, 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 given. of God, if this doesn't make you run, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. If this doesn't make you shout, if you are not running around your house right now, you didn't catch what I just told you. (laughs) The glory of God has been given to us. (sighs) So, I think we are going to stop with this And we will continue next Wednesday But let me stop here My God, my God So, the original mandate was dominion Go, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth And because of sin, that mandate was compromised. So God listen to me carefully. Hmm? So God introduced a new program called salvation. God programmed a new initiative and that initiative is called the salvation of men or the redemption of men. Hmm. Ah, okay. Now what is the purpose? of this salvation is it just to take you to heaven is it just to bring you to heaven so you can live in a nice mansion is it just that oh is it just that god but i think this is what it is along with you going to heaven along with you being restored to God, along with your relationship with God being restored, along with, please listen to me, listen to me, along with you being made a new creation, that you are now born again, now that you are saved, you pass from death to life, you're not children of wrath, but you're children of light, you're children of life, along with all of these other benefits, One of the things God did was restore man to the original mandate of dominion. So God allowed salvation to come so man can be reposted. Reassigned Requalified Not on his merit Not on his goodness Not on his holiness But on the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ But on the goodness and the merit So Adam So man has been reassigned To the original mandate Of be fruitful Multiply and subdue the earth so salvation must lead to dominion Salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ must bring you to a place where you are experiencing the Lordship anointing where you become the original so Jesus I told you Adam was a reflection was a representation and the ruler. Uh, Listen to me carefully. Adam was the reflection, was the representation and the ruler. Now Jesus is the express image of God. He is the only representation of God given to us through whom we may approach him. Uh, No one comes to the father but through the sun. So Jesus is the express image, the express reflection. Jesus is the representation of God and Jesus is the ruler of God. And now, and now, my location, when I am born again, scripture says, we are made new creation." We are made a new creation. We are made a new creation. So now, my God, I am born again into a new substance. I'm born again into a new DNA, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I am, oh God. Now, I have been sent out by the Lord Jesus to be his reflection, his representation, and his extension on the earth. Doesn't the scripture say that we are ambassadors of Christ? The child of God, if you are born again, then you have legal access to dominion grace. You have legal access to the dominion DNA. Now you have to function as the extension of God, not to boss people around, not to condemn people, not to not throw them down, but to lead like Jesus, to rule like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to give like Jesus. <sighs> Thank God for grace. I'm not not talking about some other special man of God. I'm talking about you. God wants this for you. He wants you to function like the Lord Jesus functioned on the earth. He wants you to walk the earth like Jesus walked the earth. He wants you to perform miracles like jesus performed the miracles he 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 god help us i wish i had four more hours i could have gone on and on and on i haven't even explained to you the twofold mandate of being a king and a priest nah? because adam was a was both adam was a king and a priest. Jesus was King of Kings and the High Priest of the Lord. And in Jesus, we function as a King and a Priest. Wednesday, I'll talk to you about the diversity of these functions. Are you guys ready? You know, isn't it amazing? Jesus, after the resurrection, He gives them a mandate saying, go preach the gospel of the kingdom. Disciple nations heal the sick, deliver the possessed, heal the broken hearted. Huh? Isn't this amazing? <laughs> Jesus didn't say go make photocopies of myself. He, he didn't say hey make a nice painting of me and carry this picture wherever you are going and tell them this is Jesus. Huh? T- till today We don't have a picture of Jesus. Imagine Jesus telling, take a nice painting now, make a nice painting and tell people, show people what their deliverer looks like. Jesus didn't send a photo. Jesus didn't send a painting. Jesus said instead, you go. As the Father sent me, I send you. You are my representation. You are my reflection. You are the image of this invisible God. And as you go, wherever you see a malfunction in my creation, when you see a disease, heal the disease. When you see a leprosy, heal the leprosy. When you see a malfunction, bring order to that malfunction. When you see something out of order, Bring order. Come on. You, 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 you. Preach this kingdom. Preach this gospel. That Jesus has won the victory. Authority has been restored. Power has been restored. The malfunction has been addressed. Come. Come be restored to your original design be restored to your original plan not to be slaves not to be broken not to be beaten but function as kings and priests unto god (sighs) that child of god is your destiny That child of God is your identity. That child of God is what the Lord wants to do in and through you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, what must you do after hearing this kind of a word? Hmm? You can't go back to the way you used to think. You can't go back to the way you used to function. You have to say, God, God recolonize my mind with this god dna recolonize my heart with this god word this this dna from the lord you have to allow the word that's why if i were you i would re-listen to this word multiple times because there is power in repetition. So you must allow God to recolonize your heart and your soul. Let the Word of God, and then you go to the bank. You carry yourself like a king. You speak like a king. That's that. That doesn't mean you have to be arrogant. Please, Jesus is our model. Be confident. Be confident, not arrogant. When, when when, you're working on something, hold yourself like a king. When you enter the presence of God, carry yourself like a priest would carry himself into the presence of God. Oh, we'll talk about this on Wednesday. We'll talk about this. But it has to change. Your attitude has to change. The way you dress has to change. The way you treat yourself has to change. Those who around you have to be Benefit from your life because when a king is in the midst of his people, there's always good news. The word must recolonize you and recalibrate you to the reality of God. Ah, you are blessed today. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Wednesday, we will talk about being a king and a priest unto God. Okay? You are blessed. Before I close the service today, I want to give you an opportunity to give. If you have prepared an offering, if you have prepared your seed, please, will you hold it in your hand or hold your phone or whatever you do, PayPal, bank transfer. I want to pronounce a blessing. I want to pronounce a blessing over your sacrificial giving. Father, Thank you for this lofty word, this precious word. It is because you care for your people. I hear the Lord say, Wow, God wants you to recreate your world. And this word, I I hear it, I'm telling you. Thank you, Lord. This word will recreate your world. It's going to give you a new dimension of perspective. You're going to see life differently from today. Let the kings of this world and the powers of darkness bow before the word inside of you. Father, let this word open doors of opportunity. Let this word open doors of elevation. Let this word open doors of grace and growth you're coming back to the glory of God so father I love you I now stand in the office you have given to me and I pronounce a blessing over every seed, every offering, every dollar, every rupee that your children are sowing today I pronounce a blessing and I say, let this seed make room for you. I speak the grace of expansion. I speak the grace of occupying territories. I speak the grace of growing out of your limitation in the name of the Lord Jesus. Child of God, this seed will cause you to expand. I speak the grace for expansion. You are blessed in the name of Of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless you. Be fruitful and multiply and subdue the nations of the earth. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Thank you. God bless you. I'll see you on Wednesday morning. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please consider sharing it. And for more information, log on to harirao.com.